0: Therapist Uncensored brings you decades of experience with interpersonal psychotherapy, relational neuroscience, modern attachment, and anything else they think will be helpful in healing humans. Now, hear your co hosts, Dr. Ann Kelly and Sue Marriott.
1: Hey, welcome back. This
0: is Ann Kelly
1: and Sue Marriott, and we are back indeed. This is season three of Therapist Uncensored.
0: We are so excited that it's season three. That break that we took was so well worth it. We're
1: charged up. As a matter of fact, we're popping champagne. Dang, where's our champagne? We have no champagne. We have no champagne. (laughs) (laughs) It's our virtual champagne that we're popping right now.
0: Absolutely.
1: Thank you guys so much that y'all have kept us alive for an entire two years. This is going on our third year. And without every one of you listeners and our new listeners going forward, we wouldn't be here. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we've already got multiple things in the can for
0: this new season three. So we can say with confidence that we love what's about to be coming at you. You know, I think we're thinking to start off our new season that
1: Sue wants to say something. <laughs> i get the signal. <laughs> we're doing these nonverbals. I, I was thinking you were about to do the review. However, what I thought, if you're okay with it, is can we tell them about the Facebook live? Oh, let's do it. So a lot of times we end up doing all these gestures and everything, and we sort of want to do props. And so on October 8th, which will be probably about a week after this episode comes out. This is so funny because we're like not tech people at all. And it's going to be super embarrassing and we'll probably never do it again. I don't know. But we're going to try it. We're going to experiment on October 8th, Monday at 1130 Central Time. We are going to go live and do a quick demonstration of some ideas that we have had about the spectrum and things like that. And so that's going to be really fun. Oh, I don't know if it's going to be fun at all. It might be terrifying. Uh, There may may be nothing but crickets chirping, but we're going to try it. And I know it'll replay. And that way you'll be able to see what it is we're pointing to and some of the ideas that we have. And then it'll also be a time to do some live Q&A. So if you have some questions or if you just want to say hello or you just want to cheer us on, it would be so awesome because otherwise it's going to be really embarrassing for us to be there by ourselves. So... Oh, that um, would be sad. So, so sad. Hey, so let's do it
0: on the public facebook page this time what do you think
1: absolutely totally 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 so that's new we're going to experiment with a couple of different formats and see if we land on anything that is a, kind of a nice a little bit more community building and a little bit more interaction with our audience so that's new and that's happening october 8th so there you go and then you were about to do a recap thanks for letting me jump in there
0: 11 30 by the way central standard time so that's i right. think you said that but let's just make that's sure right. we get that and in. and if there. you miss
1: it don't worry about it it'll replay on the facebook page So,
0: there's a lot of things, if you're new to Therapist Uncensored, there's a lot of things that we cover, but we have a thread of consistency that goes through our work and that has to do with the relational sciences that include attachment, you've heard all that, we don't need to repeat it, but attachment, interpersonal neurobiology, etc. So, what we thought we would do by starting off today is to do a, a recap of some nuggets that would help if you are a new listener or even if you are a continued listener as a reminder to just sort of recap what we mean by certain things in attachment.
1: The other thing is every time we say it, we're always going to layer something new on. Yes. So even today, we're going to be layering new things on. So even if you're a stalwart fan and you know about some of this stuff, just hang in because you're going to begin to keep hearing layers. But if you're new, I want to point you to there's some older episodes that will be good for you to tune into. Episode 59, 60 and 61 are the real like if you have no idea what the heck we're talking about. Those are really great sort of the basics. And by the way, as far as navigation on iTunes, they told us not to put the episode numbers in the actual title. And that has created havoc because people then go to their Apple player. And then it's really hard to actually find them. So if you're actually looking for it by the number, just go to the website. It's the easiest thing to do. We're going to actually update that library and make it easier for you. But until we do that, just go to the website. So 59, 60, 61 are really good ones to start with. And then also 66, that goes with that too. So if you want to know about attachment and the basics, and one more that's a good one to start with is five. It's
0: a very early episode. You're going to send them to five?
1: Five. I know. I know. I shouldn't. Do you think I shouldn't? (laughs) People like it. Tracy Campbell. Um, Oh, yeah. That's Tracy Campbell. Oh, that's
0: true. That's a wonderful one. The only reason I say hesitant is any of the early ones. It's kind of like, hopefully, it's kind of like fine wine. And over time, (laughs) we've got a little better. better, So sending people to our initial ones is a little like, oh, no. I
1: know. It's always super embarrassing. But people like that one, five, yeah. and then 59, 60, 61 are the sort of that they were intended to all go together. And then 66 is the one with Becky Mendeville, where she it's just hysterical. And she really talks about how she's applied it to her own life, not in a relationship and as parents. So those are the folks that are kind of neuro nerds, attachment people, you're going to love all that stuff. But then we also have a whole lot in our library already about shame about parenting, about sexuality.
0: Mentalization. Mentalization.
1: There's David Elliott is in there. You're going to love him uh, about treatment of attachment. So there's a ton, a ton of stuff. Esther Perel, of course, Dan Siegel, Stan Tatkin, Kristen Neff. So there's lots of great guests, tons of stuff to go back to. So that is the uh, kind of a quick recap of what has been. And in each show, there'll be tons of show notes. And we always have a resource library. So that's what you have going backwards. And then now moving forward, we are going to take some of those ideas and go ahead and sort of expand on some of these notions. That's awesome. And
0: we've gotten some really great listener feedback about different topics. And so I don't know if we we're able to get to all of them, but there were a lot of really good ones that we are going to get to and are excited to do that. And one of the reviews that we got that is stuck with me that I really liked is that, a listener said that I get a lot out of it. Sometimes I see the title and I don't think it relates to me. And then I listen to it and I actually get something out of it. So if you're going back and flipping through our website and you see something and you think, ah, I'm not quite sure I'm going to relate to this, maybe give it a try. You might be surprised.
1: That's right. And by the way, all of you who have left messages on our website through the SpeakPipe, which is a voicemail system, we have listened to every single one. If you've left an email, we have actually returned your call, which is fun. And uh, we will be playing those that uh, some of those that are relevant to a wider audience. And also, there's we've gotten some great, great feedback in this past month, especially. So keep that coming, and we will play that and keep that going as well. So let's shift into the summary, and then deepen that summary of specifically about the attachment spectrum. Some of you may have already heard this, but we're going to um, layer more of the biology in and more of the brainy stuff in. So this may be some review, but hopefully also more nuanced. So what you have heard before as the research shows that there are typically historically is the four categories, we're going to mainly talk about the three and then we'll add the fourth in later, that the secure kids... Are green. They're balanced. They have a balance of thinking and feeling. We're, we're simplifying this on purpose. These are the kids that would protest the parent leaving in the strained situation. Again, I refer you back for more of the detail on that, but these are adult. They grow up to be typically, not 100%, but generally they will grow up to be adults that have full-functioning, robust, healthy lives. Very much value relationships and being connected. When they're upset, they're able to um, reach out socially. And turn towards other people. Now, going into the ventral vagal stuff and the polyvagal stuff, they're able to, again, when they're upset, they turn to people. They're able to either inside their own mind or... Interpersonally, they can ask for help. And then they can receive help. (laughs) When the help is there, they know what to do with it. They don't bat it away. So that becomes a really big deal. So going left, you get the blue. You get what has historically been called dismissive or avoidant. We're no longer going to call it that. We were going to banish those words from our vocabulary. I invite you to banish them as well. They have a little bit of a pejorative notion And there is a movement that we are beginning and continuing. We're going to call it a more neutral term. It's when, if you know that you tend to lean blue, meaning that under stress, we don't live there necessarily, but under stress, that you may tend to do things that inhibit feeling. And and you don't mean to, but when somebody asks you a question, for example, and you tend to pack it up. So you would say things like if I say, hey, Ann, how you doing? Fine. (laughs) how was your relationship with your mom growing up great (laughs) (laughs) so if you notice it makes i literally looked away it makes me want it just kind of closes up that conversation didn't your mom work when you were growing up yes she did she was a very hard worker as a matter of fact See, it's hard to get a handle. Right. So Anne's not meaning to push me away. She doesn't even know she's pushing me away, but she's basically packing up the conversation. She's not curious. She's not trying to open up anything. And she would like me to move along and say there's not a lot to see here. So that's a super short example because we're going real fast because I know for many of you, this is review. The idea is to touch on it again so this can be familiar for everybody.
0: Right in those answers that an individual giving kind of those sort of answers necessarily is even consciously aware of wanting to pack it up. We might really feel like we're answering
1: the question, but but, but- wait wait wait, Ann. what what if my childhood was good? Like, what what about the listener that's going? Wait a minute, my, my mom was good.
0: Yeah, likely if if one kind of lived more in the green, even if the answer is that's good, it's probably going to be more rich, more engaging, and it's going to be an answer that actually wants to bring the listener in into a dialogue. So right. I might say something more like, you know, I really had a I really had a great child, and everything it was kind of hard because my mom worked a lot, had to really juggle a lot. So there was a lot of stress, but actually there was a lot of love and a lot of care and connection. So I feel really grateful for my childhood. That would be probably more of a robust answer.
1: That's right. So I don't know if you could feel the difference of that. And then also, if I were to ask Anna a question, and if she was in a green mode, let's just call it green state of being, because we're going to move this a little bit more from category to state, like from traits to states, because that's more interesting to us, because it's something that we can do something, it's more hopeful, then if I'm curious about it, and I do follow up questions, and if the more blue we're in, the more we're going to wrap it up, the more we're going to package it, one might say, one so might get impatient, impatient, or like, I like I said, it's fine, you know, and we'll do more closing. Possibly because It
0: may, on some implicit or unconscious level, evoke some feelings. And so there's a desire, even if it's not a conscious desire, to cut it off. Like even being asked a lot of questions is kind of intimate and can feel like somebody's looking for something or challenging you. There could be a sense of a lack of trust that comes up. And one of the reasons that is, is that when somebody falls more in the blue category, they have had an insecure way of relating as a child to their primary caregiver. And that gets translated in future relationships.
1: Right. And what I might even say is that they have learned that their most secure way of relating is to inhibit information. Right. So it's actually us now as adults might look back at it and say that it's insecure, but really... Now what we're saying is that was the most secure thing that they could have done. So it was a solution. A
0: good solution. A good for them. solution.
1: It was, it was a healthy adaptation to a parent that needed them to pack their, particularly their negative feelings away. So often these are not always, but often these are parents probably that had that done to them. Maybe, that's the best guess. But for some reason, if that child was playing happily, they probably did better than if that child was whiny, needy, critical, certainly temper tantrums or hatred or any of that range on the keyboard was probably had to be put away. So as I'm pursuing the question of like anything in that realm, it would be very confusing to the adult and the, they would want to move away from that as quickly as possible because that's what helped them get along before. So it becomes
0: kind of overstimulating, and that is not to be confused with somebody that's an introvert, for instance, that doesn't right. typically like those. Those are very that's different. That's a great things. point, Anne. And you know, and an, in, an individual you notice that they were sort of more personal and emotionally laden questions somebody could ask somebody that kind of lives more in the blue something about their career and could get a very long dialogue. So let's be real specific. This is not a form of introversion or somebody who may have difficulty wanting to engage because of those reasons. But it's it's much more how one deals with the emotional realm. And someone that lives more in the blue tends to want to stay a bit logical. That's the safer zone. So logic is a primary set. And that's one of the reasons why, please join us for the Facebook Live. Really, we're excited about the idea that if you can see the visual, right? So there's a love podcasting, but one of the disadvantages when we say, even Sue says, you move left, it's kind of hard to have that visual. And we would love for you guys to be able to like, oh, I know what she's talking about.
1: That's right. And, and again, weaving in just a little bit more of the neuroscience part is that we can begin to think, again, it's overly simplistic, but you want to think of the left brain too, that it's a little bit more of the Excel spreadsheet. It's language. It's, it's weighted towards language. Again, anybody that's an actual neuroscientist is going to protest us a little bit. But again, we're, what we're trying to do is make this very, very, very simplified. And from a very simplistic standpoint, it does make sense that it's left linear, logical, Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> and feeling a little anxious when we round into
0: the feeling level. And for those of you that like, this is a lot, we're just doing a really capsule just so that you can kind of move along in this season with us, but we go in a great deal of detail of each of these colors in these episodes that we're talking about. You said 59, 60, 61, yeah, that's 61. Right. so, so, so stay tuned on that. So let's talk about individuals that sort of flip on the other side of the continuum.
1: Okay. And then on the other side, so is red. And then that's also f- flips over to the right side of the brain. Um, it's the sympathetic side. So again, polyvagal, it's where we're more activated. It is when what used to say fight or fight, flight. fight, fight, flight. But these days, we don't actually flee, right? And we don't necessarily actually put up our fists. But what it looks like in real life is we mm-hmm. confront and we avoid and that's actually what sympathetic activation typically looks like. So the red looks like that we're on the ceiling and we will tend to be the old term is preoccupation or there's a lot of terms. It depends on the researcher. Angry, but resistant, angry, resistant, anxious, anxious, preoccupied, any of those things. But basically the gist of it is it's somebody who has a more outside orientation to soothe themselves uh, whereas blue has a more internal orientation to soothe themselves. Red is more feelings oriented than thinking. And to move in the middle, back to the m- middle to get green, again, very simplistic, but it is about getting grounded and moving, uh, you know, getting the mentalization back online, coming back to a place of a balance where that they are connected to the other person, but they're also connected to themselves. They haven't lost themselves in that process. That's the very short summary. We're going to do more. And well, wait, 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 wait. Let's just, just for just for equality's sake, <laughs> if you were somebody
0: that oh, yeah, in the yeah, yeah. moment was leaning deeply in the red, yes. and I said, Sue,
1: how's your day? Well, it started out really great, but I, you know, I had this dream, and it reminded me of my aunt. And my aunt actually, she died, and then I woke up, and then it reminded me, and then my child came in. And oh my gosh, that reminds me of this other thing. Oh, so my day has been so crazy. And then, hey, can you hand me that? Well, actually, now I just sound ADD, but.
0: Or <laughs> <laughs> a <little> disorganized. Right.
1: <laughs> well, um, but the notion of it is that it's very hard. Like, as I begin to get into feelings, it's going to be hard for me to stay connected to my listener. And I begin to get into a lot of affect. So, if you had a day that was
0: really rough, when somebody asked you about it and you were highly activated, you might be stirred up and speaking more rapidly and more right. intensely in the feeling of it and anxious and needing the other person to, soothe, to soothe you.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you what happened when I just started coming up with that example As I got a little self-conscious because I didn't want to be disparaging as I did the example that point yeah and so that's why I, I cut it off a little bit because I didn't want it to sound bad you know towards right, because someone. any one of us can fall in that area oh. we, we've all been in the red believe me <laughs> I mean the example of the dream in the end was actually quite real so <laughs>
0: Yeah, so we are not meaning at all to say and that's the important part of this that you know we're we're describing a category of people and all people in that category act this way because obviously we don't have three categories to represent every personality that wouldn't flow. What we're talking about is what happens when one it gets distressed and in stress and in a lot of intensity and falls into that way of insecure relating when that happens.
1: This is the cool thing. And this is where, again, we used to call it disorganization. Now I want you to think of it as unresolved, basically. It's typically related to trauma and loss. And it's when there's not an organized way of relating. And the question is, with all of this research, why is there only these discrete categories that typically come up about how children and then later into adulthood why are these categories so robust? And the argument is that it's because of biology. And that's where the polyvagal comes in. Basically, there's these several branches of science that we're going to keep weaving together. It all makes sense. There really is a big weave. And this is where neurobiology comes in, regulation theory, polyvagal theory, and attachment theory. And depth psychology. It's so wild that it all weaves right, right, right together. So I know this is a lot to digest in the first thing, but we are going to just very slowly kind of keep weaving this all together. Again, we're not going to inundate you too much, but just trust us. We have a beat on this. We know where we're going. We also are going to just keep rolling in different authors and experts in the field and everybody will have their own perspective. But as you begin to listen carefully they're gonna have their thing that they're talking about, but you're gonna begin to hear how it all goes in the same direction from whatever perspective that they're talking about. You're gonna kinda either you might you might hear it from a neuro perspective or you might hear it from a psychological perspective. But I think it's a kind of a unifying theory, a grand unifying theory. And what's great about this is the more that we can get a handle on it, this is how human beings change and it's very hopeful and it's very, very exciting time to be studying this material and being able to change how we see ourselves and to change how we can help and you know get closer to people that we care about. So there you go, boom. And build security in yourself. <laughs>
0: and you said that that was just a great summary of it. And if you're sitting out there going, oh my God, there's no way I could listen.
1: What are they talking about? (laughs)
0: Hopefully, and honestly, lots of our reviews, which we appreciate, really talk about how easy it is to listen and talk about that we can make really hard concepts are really, you know, usable and digestible and understandable. So, we are kind of giving you the overlay, but much of what Sue just mentioned, we do have different podcasts in our first two seasons. So, again, check it out. and But it'll be fun, and
1: it'll be very, very usable. Right. And as we go, and even with each interview that we do, every book we read, we are continuing to deepen our understanding, and we're going to keep you updated. And we're going to keep nuancing this as we go forward, for sure truthfully,
0: that's the title of therapist uncensored. I know, like, like, sometimes people might be disappointed, uncensored, but is that <laughs> <not mean>?
1: naked? <laughs> but what we mean, we by may, th- we may be naked, actually, <laughs> however, <laughs> that's not what it's about. What we mean by that is
0: that the material that we're bringing you are the things that have informed Sue and I and many, many, many psychotherapists out there, and how they really bring this information to really help their clients. And one of our excitement about doing this podcast is to bring that to people to do a common language for therapists and to get it out broad and wide for those people that are, are interested and either in therapy or don't even have a chance to go to therapy. We've always wanted to do that, to bring it and say, this is kind of the research that feeds us and what we do in our chairs. And we want to
1: bring it to you guys. Right. And, or who might not value therapy or, or might not could afford therapy or yeah. who culturally just it would be inappropriate to, to be in therapy or be interested
0: in therapy. So So we want to bring it and talk about it not just have it in our heads or in our books. Our whole goal is to get it out of the books, out of our heads and out of the therapist office and out to the public. As yeah.
1: And thank you so much. There's one particular listener that sends us pictures of her child. Oh, I'd love and that. Yeah. Says that for us to keep him in mind that his life is changing because of the podcast. Thank you so much for that. And this is a great segue into the little button on our homepage where people are leaving us messages, and we're going to play a few of those now. Thank you so much for that feedback. Some of it are ideas, you know, we may or may not be able to do, but we wanted to just be able to get our listeners' voices on the air. And also, please continue the rating and reviews. That's one of the ways that we get heard and share the episodes. It's all word of mouth, y'all. It's all word of mouth. And big thing, show up on Facebook Live, share it, and be able to say hi, because we'd really like to say hi in person. That'd be really fun. Sounds good. And by the way,
0: I don't know if y'all know, but we're in Austin, Texas. Did you hear Sue's y'all? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry.
0: All right. Thanks for listening. And it's October what? October 8th, 1130 Central Standard Time. Come join us. Give a wave. It'll be short. It's not going to be super long. We're not going to keep it probably more than 30 minutes, but hopefully... Office hours, free office hours. <laughs> hopefully <laughs> really informative and fun. All right. We'll see you around the bend.
1: I have just listened to the
2: podcast with Becky Mandeville, and for about the third or fourth time, I just love listening to it over and over, all the podcasts. I get so much out of listening to them more than once, and every time there's something new to learn. Today, I was really
1: pleased to know that when I'm a bit dysregulated, my thinking is distorted. doesn't mean that I'm crazy. It's just
2: distorted because I'm feeling a bit out there really helped me know that I'm not you know that the feelings I'm having is not are not real that word was a relief for me and hope you're both well and
1: also the listening to the podcast that you're repeating it's a great
2: idea that's about it Hi, Ann and Sue. This is Tracy from Chicago. Um, I'm a newer therapist, and your podcast has just been wonderful, and I've learned so much from you and from Patty when she was still on there. Wanted to respond to your call for feedback. So I don't think I have an opinion about the uh, person who introduces the podcast. I definitely understand what people are talking about with it being a man, but I don't... I don't know if I have an opinion on that. I'm skeptical about the idea of doing the podcast in segments because I like that you take on topics and really talk about them. So I know you would do a great job if you did segments, but I'm a little bit skeptical that it would take away from kind of what I value about it. I would be totally on board with like a longer, I'm imagining it as like the Savage Lovecast where there's a shorter free version and a longer paid version and I would definitely subscribe to that, I think, for this podcast. I would love to see, as a personal interest of mine, I would love to see a little bit more about trauma and working with trauma. I would love to hear your perspective on, you know, the work that we do in terms of changing narratives with clients and how working to change people's narratives.
0: Therapist Uncensored is Anne Kelly and Sue Marriott. This podcast is edited by Jack Anderson.